We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. All right, before we get started, I want to talk about our friends at Tickets for Less. They've been hooking you guys up all year. I don't need to sell them anymore. They're upping our discount code to 10%. That's right. If you buy tickets this postseason, you're getting them for 10% off for Tickets for Less. The new promo code is Ain't No Seats 10. I'm not going to spend time trying to convince you guys to do it. Just do it. It helps us, it helps them, and it helps you save money. So if you're going to Big 12 tournament, you're going to the NCAA tournament, use Tickets for Less. They're local. They're Kansas City. They love the Hawks. Ticketsforless.com, promo code Ain't No Seats 10. Get 10% off. This episode is also brought to you by a new sponsor, Simply Safe. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's a traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune, or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home entry motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. You barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set up this system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops, and there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7, and it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. So please go to simplysafe.com/team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com/team that's simplysafe.com/team. Now on to the show. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it! It's 
And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. We are at championship week, which AB, you claim is actually better than next week. I disagree. What okay. I will say. No, 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 no. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. All right, go ahead. If you are live bullets, aka betting, yes, this week is better. For pure entertainment values, no way. March Madness all the way. But okay. yeah, and I'm not live bullets right now, so I'm not getting like full enjoyment of championship week. But there are like. 10 times as many games every single day as March Madness. It starts at 11 in the morning. There's always weekday afternoon basketball. It's the best. Yeah, but I mean, I, I get that. It's like there's so many more opportunities, and you're always betting on, like, teams with four wins for, like, the whole season. It's the best. I'm telling you, it's, it's awesome. It's like, try yeah, to get into it. This year. I, know you're, I know you guys are live bullets. Um, just bet every single half of every single game. You'll be on you'll have like 100 plays by the end of the day. I'm not doing that, but I do love gambling. I'm on Illinois-Chicago right now. They're the worst team ever put on a court. They're getting shit-pumped, and I'll lose that bet to start my night. But talk about the Hawks, because this is a Jayhawk podcast last time I checked, and the Kansas men's basketball Jayhawks are Big 12 champs. Felt like it's been a decade since we were able to say that. It's been forever, <laughs> the year break. But we've won 15 of the last 16 and 19 of the last 24. And boys, all I have to ask is that good. That is decent. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. I almost think, like, I know the streak ending sucks, but it'll kind of be funny to just now be able to be like 16 to 17, 17 to 18. Like, we're just going to drive this down people's throats yeah. until we lose multiple. But that might not ever happen. And it, um, took, basically, it took basically everything going wrong last year. So it kind of shows you how good we've been and how I guess kind of fortunate too that we haven't had an insane amount of injuries or people just randomly leaving midway through yeah I mean it literally took Udoka who we now see how freaking valuable he is LeGerald getting low-key kicked off the team and just having like one of the all-time hyped recruits be a complete bust so it's did crazy you, uh, did you watch Grimes on Sunday he went no, off but I <laughs> I live bet uh, Memphis, like plus six and a half, turn on the TV, and they're up two, and then Grimes has like ten straight, because of course. Wow. Why, goes, man. why wouldn't he do that to me? I mean, I've been tracking him throughout the year, just kind of like looking at his stats. It's bananas. He doesn't even start, and like he'll just do – he just does what Clinton Grimes does. Like he – who. He'll have a game like that. He'll have a half where he goes off for 12, 15 points. And then he'll literally go three games without scoring more than three points. Like, I feel bad for him because, like, at this point, why would we not want – like, I know KU KU fans treated him about as bad as any player they've ever treated. So, like, I want him to succeed just to kind of shove it in all our faces. But, dude, I don't get how this guy was just so miss – I don't know. Was it just – a poor evaluation or like what the hell happened? I don't get it. We're getting way off on a tangent early, but I, I remember uh, Jeff Goodman had him as a top five pick and then we know how much Bill hyped him up too. Yeah. How much would he be playing this year if he stayed? Like, I don't know, maybe part of it was Bill kind of getting him out, but 
I don't know if he'd play at all. Like, he doesn't play enough defense to play. Like, I, you know, he doesn't do anything on offense, obviously. But, like, who's he going to play over now defensively? Moss plays I'm, better defense than him. Yeah, and he doesn't fill a need that this team needs. Like, if he was a shooter that played no defense, sure, he can play maybe. But, like, he'd be the worst defender. He'd be the worst shooter on the floor at times. So, I just, yeah, he'd probably play just for – he'd probably have a similar role to, like, Christian Brown maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, it's wild to see what's happening. I feel bad for him because I, I, at this point, like, is he ever going to play a minute in the NBA? No way. I don't know, man. He just – he doesn't look quick enough. Nope. Yeah, not quick enough. Not a good enough shooter. Can't get to the bucket, which partly because he's not quick enough. So, and he's like not. I I remember thinking he was going to be like this big time athlete, and he's really just not. So, I don't know. Feel bad for him. I hope he can get better. And who knows if he sticks around four years, maybe he'll have like a big year like Malik did after sitting out or sticking around long enough. But I don't know. Uh, let's talk about current Kansas. Let's talk about current Kansas Jayhawks. I don't know how much we want to talk about Texas Tech. That was feels like oh forever ago. I guess it was only a few days ago, but obviously wrapped up the Big Twelve title. Did uh, uh, I mean we talked about it early? Did we? Are we shocked Baylor melted down the way they did? No way. <laughs> no chance. Like, oh, like well, come on. They Dude. do it every year. They, I can't believe they... I mean, it's, it's clockwork. They do it every single year. It, the time, obviously, has changed for this year, but it just happens. Scott Drew is prone to melting down. That's how it works. It's just that's so why, fun. That's Go why ahead. I I don't, that's why I don't get how you can reward him with Coach of the Year. Like, the way he ended Well, his- I mean, it, I don't think we can, like, judge KU and Baylor on the same level either, though. Like... I think it's all based on expectations, and I agree. Like, he fell apart down the stretch, and it's kind of hard to, like, look at it now, especially with, like, I don't know, where our minds at with him now. But full picture, Baylor's, I mean, 20 years ago, they were dog shit, and I don't know. But still, it's a tough look to lose three of five, completely blow an outright conference championship, and especially games at home, so I don't know. I guess like Bills just won it so many times. I don't. It shows you how consistent he is. Because any coach, like if any coach has a good year, they're probably going to get it. Like a year like Scott Drew had, but seventeen and one in a, any conference in the country is like unheard of. Yeah, and I just feel like the fact that they, the fact that Baylor was unranked to start the year. I don't know where they were picked in the league. Were they or were they unranked? They were close to unranked, but I they were in the twenties. Because I remember the first game of the year. Uh, I think we were all texting. I said they were going to be really good, but maybe they, they were on- like 22, 23 yeah. either way. They weren't, nobody thought they'd be what they are. So like to say like, yeah, we exceeded expectations, but we exceeded expectations by like what? One to two games. Maybe Baylor exceeded them by like probably five to seven wins or even maybe more. So I get it. Like I'm obviously, I think it's absurd that Bill just set a big 12 record and didn't get coach of the year and isn't even up for national coach of the year, which that's a whole different conversation. The fact that Calipari is up for national coach of the year and Bill's not had me about as triggered as one can get the other day. Like what more could he do? <laughs> it's just, I mean, it has to be because of the investigation, right? Yeah. NCAA it has to be. It has to be. Like, there's, yeah. like if it was just like Cal isn't, Kentucky was supposed to be better than what they are. Like Auburn just made a final four last year. I think they're kind of fraudulent. Like, Seeing those kind of names up there and not seeing Bill, who's been 
Have we been top five all year? Like, have we fallen out at all? We were one week, I think we were six after we lost to <clears throat> Baylor, maybe? Probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, we've lost but even then, like, yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. 28, but, 28 and three, and we're that far ahead of, like, the number two team in the country on, like, Ken Palm and stuff. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. I feel like Bill kind of switched his, I don't know, just the way we play defense now. Like, Bill made a ton of adjustments probably in the, I guess he has the personnel to do it, but I feel like yeah. We have to play defense and kind of win ugly. And I just think it's absurd to be down one game with, what, three weeks left in the conference season and then end up winning it by two? Like, that's a freaking good coaching job. So it has to be because of all the NCAA stuff and whatever. I guess that's fair. As long as we just go out and win the natty, then who really cares? Um, What else is there to talk about when it comes to Big 12 champ? I guess, uh, do we have anything on Texas Tech? before we get moving um, I, just, I, like, I like seeing us win those uh get those close games down the stretch like that sort going into the tournament just makes you tougher for the tournament i feel like it was yeah, tied think, tied with two minutes left they hit a three to tie it yeah i think i tweeted like i love that this test is happening right before march because it really was texas tech like shout out to them that was a really good atmosphere and Chris Beard's obviously a really good coach. They play pretty solid defense. Like, I just love that we were in a position where we had to go get a bucket. And we've said this all year, what do we do when we need a bucket? I, I still am not positive what the answer is, but I'll tell you what, Marcus Garrett showed that he can go at least get the ball to the rim. Yeah, he's so he's so tough around the rim, man. He, he's had a ton of tough finishes this year. I remember that Duke game, uh, first game of the year, we kind of all freaked out because he got the ball every single time, but – I mean, he really yeah. does get to the rim. I think we just we probably got upset against Duke that he didn't finish. But I mean, he blows by everyone. Yeah, I uh, I very uh, that game was nice to watch because I wasn't I wasn't super stressed. Yeah, Baylor had lost too. Yeah, and I actually loved that. I actually put this down in like the notes. Like I love that Bill had not told the guys that Baylor lost until he could tell they were playing tight, and then he was like, "Yo." Just freaking relax. Baylor lost. We're outright champs. This game doesn't matter. Just go play for pride and go get the win. And then from there, we, like, just played how we played all year. We just made the plays when it matters. That's why I love this team so much because we just always make a play at the moment you need to make plays. So, again, that kind of makes me think Bill should win. (laughs) You hear stories like that, and you're like, how is this dude not the coach of the year in the conference? But whatever. I don't think that fight's worth fighting. Like, I think he should be national coach of the year. I'm a homer, but. I mean, A.B., I feel like you track this stuff more than anybody. But, like, don't you think a team that's this clearly ahead of the pack, their coach would be the coach of the year? Like, 2015, Calipari was 100% coach of the year when Kentucky was just dominating. I imagine for Tony Bennett's been coach of the year when Virginia's had their number one overall seed. So, like, I don't know. I just. Don't you yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know that you see it. NCAA stuff wasn't going on. One and stuff, but it's like got to be in the top ten. Like it's like almost inexcusable that like that kind of and the like you said those dominant teams and it's weird to think that KU is one of those right now compared to those other teams. They absolutely are in every single metric you look at. So like not even having them top ten is honestly they should go to federal prison. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <Lock them up. laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not kidding. Until Bill Self wins the National Coach of the Year and he earns it, they're not just voting for him to get them out of jail. They should be prisoned. <laughs> I, guess he, I guess he had to go 18-0 and 0 in the conference. Yeah. Do you, do you think he'd be top 10 then? What do you think he'd have to do for, like, the NCAA to put him in there? What would the media – what would they be saying about Coach K and Cal if he went 28-3 and three and lost one game in their conference? Oh, my God. I don't know. But I promise you – Udoka Azubuki. Udoka, if Udoka Azubuki played for Duke, I truly think he'd be the National Player of the Year. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you had that dominant of a guy that just affects the game like that, it would be all they talked about. I still, I mean, I guess we can get into Big 12 Player of the Year. I'm glad he got credit for that, but it yeah. still kind of stuns me. Like, Andy Katz put out his first or his top 10 players today two All-American teams and didn't have Udoka on the list? Like, what are you watching? How do you consider yourself a analyst of college basketball and be like, yeah, Udoka is good, but he's not one of the ten best. Are you out of your mind, baby cats? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, especially after the Baylor game. How do you not watch that and be like, yeah, this guy's obviously one of the best in the country. 23-19 and 19 against the number one team in the country. Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> nuts. Like, he's so good. I saw, I know, A.B. A. Gonzaga guy, they put the Petrusive for whatever guy over Doak mm. on second team. Like, come on. No way. That, guy, that guy's good, but, like, wow. It's like you tweeted. Really it's, they, looked at the, they looked at the stats and not watching the games and just threw him in there to I get mean, a good team some respect. I mean, Doak is averaging 42 and 29 in that conference. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, my God. Uh, but speaking of Doak, he, he's, he's Big 12 Player of the Year. You'll love to see it. I will say, I did feel bad for Dot. I know. That's the thing with me. I, just, I feel like he was so consistent throughout the whole Big 12. Like Doak, Doak had his off games. I mean, he like at one point he got benched, which yeah, it wasn't yeah. really because of play, but Dot was just so consistent throughout the whole year. Yeah, I feel like if there was ever a year to give it to, like, and I know it's hard with, like, voting. You can't, like, plan a co-player of the year. But, like, I don't know. I just wish there was a way to make it so Dot and Doe could get it. Because, like you said, yeah, I think coaches were probably more stressed about preparing for Doke and, like, he impacts the game more. But, like, Dot was the best player in the conference from the start to the end. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's just weird. But he got first team unanimous, which is nice. But I don't know. I still feel like Dot is slept on a lot nationally. Same with Doke, but and I then don't know. Um, yeah, I was thinking like before this, like Doke pretty much wrapped up the Big Twelve for us. Like if he doesn't have that performance in Waco, the conference is probably over. I don't know if they fold down the stretch like they did, but I don't know, just yeah, the way yeah. he ended the year just basically sealed it for him. Like I was looking at his uh, last four games, like not counting K-State since he got hurt and really wasn't himself. Last four games, he's averaging 22 and 15, and he's 30, 36 of 43 from the field, 84%. Yeah, I mean, it's insane what he's been doing. Like, it's – I I don't know. A.B., do they, do they have his, like, Ken Palm player comparison this season? Uh, I mean, I can look for it if you guys want to filibuster real quick. Well, yeah, I'm just curious, like, who, what type of players have had seasons like this? But I guess it's going to be hard because, like, his whole entire season hasn't been that dominant. But I, 
I wonder if you just look at how he's been the last month or either two, even two months, like where he stacks up against former players. Like I know we've talked about like Greg Oden when he was really doing well at uh, Ohio State, but I don't know. It's just crazy. I'm, I'm happy he got rewarded for it, but I, I, I selfishly wish we would have got it from the very start of the year. It's funny how many uh, awards we got and stuff, and people were still upset. But that shows, like, that's how good we've been this year. Well, it's yeah, and I mean, I think that goes back to what we said. Like, if this was, if this team was Duke having this dominant of a year, where we were lapping the competition, as Lenardi said, and like, we're not gonna have a first team All American. We, I don't know. I we're being very probably petty, but I mean, it's a KU pod. Like, what else are we gonna talk about? Yeah, and to me, like Marcus. I think he's such a good defender that he even deserves to be higher than third team. Yeah, I know that's the next thing I was going to bring up. I know he's not the best scorer in the world, but I know a guy like – I think Halliburton was on second team, which he's obviously a great player. But when you have a guy that literally doesn't take a possession off for 18 full games and we talked about how he gets to the room, he even had a really hot shooting night too. I just – and the way Bill hypes him up, just how he's so smart like defensively. I feel yeah. like that alone should have him on the second team. Well, I'll be honest. I had no idea that Marcus led the Big 12 in assists. Did you guys I didn't that? either. That stunned me when I heard that. That stunned me too. I've got your comparison, by the way, for uh, Doak. Let's hear it. 2014 Joel Embiid. Wow. Fun fact, as far as efficiency and shit goes like that, like, they're playing, I mean, I don't know, per 40 or whatever you want to put it in, but if Joe was healthy and played 30 minutes a game, he would have been dope from this year, which kind of annoys me. But It annoys me, but is this like the injury karma coming back to help us, whereas like by dope getting hurt last year, it made him come back this year to then have a Joel Embiid type season? That's the way I'm going to spin it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it pays off here in about a month, but um, I'm down. uh, Remember how convinced we were that there's no way he's coming back? Even Bill Self was. Oh, God, yeah. I know. What would we be talking about right now if he wasn't back? The fact that Dave McCormick. (laughs) We'd be like, all right, folks, welcome back to Ain't No Seats Pod. Dave took 54 shots last night. How do you guys feel about that? Playing every game like it was Kobe's last game where he, he scored like 61 but shot 50 shots. Dude. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was I feel like we know how good he is, but does Dot's defense get overlooked just because of how good Mark is? I think so. I mean, Dotson's dad tweeted it out. like The defensive look- efficiency? And Dot was really good defensive efficiency-wise last year, too. And this year, he's really good. He leads – what's he lead the Big 12 in steals? Like, and I think you're right. It's because Marcus is so good that people look at our defense and think, oh, that team's good at defense because Marcus Garrett and Udoka. But really, we're good at defense because Ochai is good at defense and Dot's really good at defense. Yeah. And then Marcus and Udoka are also really good. So, yeah, for sure. I think when you're playing alongside the best defender in the country – as a guard, you're going to get overshadowed. So it does suck, but... I mean, when I know. when people see Dodd as our third best defender, and he's like, I think they have him defensive efficiency, he's fourth in the country. 
kind of everyone will go crazy over Trey Jones' defense. Oh yeah, no one talks about Dot. No one talks about Dot really at all. I don't know. We're yeah. KU fans, so we feel like he gets disrespected, but. Yeah, I mean, my last thing about the Big 12 awards is I, I think we did pretty well. Uh, I think it's weird to put Marcus as defensive player of the year, but then put him as third team. Because if you're valuing him as, him as the best defensive player in the league, and he also leads the league in assist, it's like, that dude's not a top 10 player in the league? Like, come on. Like, and I mean, what, he's, in a league. he's averaging about 10 points a game-ish around there. Yeah, it's just... That stuff just seems lazy. Now, AB, you said the AP got Marcus the second team, right? So, like, the media guys. Yeah, I think I saw someone tweet that. Um, Yeah. still, I mean, well, I I texted you guys this. I was watching, you guys will laugh, but uh, Lenardi's ESPN Plus show, Bracketology. And, uh, (laughs) but they were, they were going over their All-American teams. And they both had Marcus Garrett as first team All-American, which blew my mind. That was laugh out loud. As far as, right. And they kind of explained it was like if they're actually going to play a game with those five, that's what they would want is someone to lock down. But I yeah. didn't really know what to expect before I saw that as far as Marcus postseason awards. And then I saw that and it rose my expectations so much that seeing him third team was like, well, yeah. come on now. If someone thinks he's first team All-American as a third team Big 12 in a <laughs> shitty conference. Yeah. yeah. Two teams with winning records, and he's averaging double figures, leading our team in assists and best defender in the conference by a lot. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I didn't really know what to expect either, but I don't know. I just think if you win Big 12 Defense Player of the Year, you should probably be one of the first two teams, but it's whatever. We had a pretty good showing. Player of the Year, unanimous first team guard, and obviously Doke was first team, so. Yeah. Guess we'll take it. Um, and uh, number one overall seed, I heard, in the tournament. Could literally not get out of bed for the next week and a half and be the number one overall seed. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use, and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free, and iTrust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's itrustcapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. Itrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional. You love to see. I, I truly think we could lose by 100 points on Thursday, <laughs> and it'll be a lock. I just want to play Iowa State and beat them by 92. <laughs> Do they their fans gonna travel. I mean, have we, dude? No, their fans are not gonna travel. But what if they win tomorrow night, and then they play us, and they obviously hate us, and they think they own the Sprint Center? So do they drive up? It's not an insanely far drive. Do I need to? Do I need to remind you that Iowa State just got shit pumped by the Kansas State Wildcats on Saturday? Oh, they're horrible. Yeah, but. 
I don't know. I feel like they have so much pride in how good of fans they are. I uh, I think I've been alive, what, 26 years now? And I think in about 23 of the 26 years, KU has played Oklahoma State on this first day of the Big 12 tournament, or I guess second day of the Big 12 tournament. I swear. Every year, I feel like. But like maybe we, would play, we would play like Keaton Page, I feel like. And then oh, P.U. Wiggins' team played them. Malik played them a few years ago after they swept us. Oh, yeah, we were all scared for that. Yeah. But, yeah, so let's just get in the Big 12 tournament. Um, the bracket is obviously Oklahoma State plays Iowa State. TCU plays K-State tomorrow. Um, but then, so let's just assume, let's fast forward, let's assume we beat either Oklahoma State or Iowa State. We would play, I feel like we kind of got the toughest draw. Maybe not. I don't know. I'd like to hear your guys' feedback on this. We play either Texas or Texas Tech. And the reason I think that's tough is because those teams are both desperate. Like, whoever loses that game is out, correct? Bracketologist AB? Yeah, I mean, I would think so. They're both on the bra- are on the bubble on both, uh, both sides. So, yeah, you'd think loser goes home. Winner's probably yeah, and it goes both ways. And we, yeah, don't, so- we don't have a whole lot to play for. I know. And I think we can all agree that it's Chris Beard and Shaka Smart playing in a, like, I don't know, a game that means a ton. I think I'm going to side with Chris Beard, which means I think we're going to get Texas Tech. And, like, while I think we overvalue Texas Tech because they went on that run last year and everyone likes Chris Beard and they're just a likable team, they really haven't been good this year at all. They're 3-10 and 10 against Quadrant 1. Like, really, any good team they've played – uh they're not good against but they played us down to like one possession games almost both games right so to think that we're just gonna roll through them in that second round seems kind of crazy yeah like you said i mean tech's fighting to get in the tournament if they win tomorrow or uh on thursday i mean they're probably in but obviously a win over ku is a lock to get them in the tournament and we don't really have much to play for i mean Everyone's saying that we don't even have to play in the Big 12 tournament to get the number one overall. So, obviously, you want to win every game. But, yeah, I could see it being a battle. I mean, we just played Tech on Saturday and came down to the last minute. So, Yeah, I I can't remember the last time we had this little to play for. Like, I know we've obviously had a ton of years where, like, oh – we're, we're fine, but, like, I feel like we've always at least kind of been either fighting for a one seed or fighting for the number one overall seed. I don't know. In 2016, did we have it locked up? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't. Because we had to go win it. Because I think if OU would have, like, gone and won it, they probably. Oh. Well, no, they were a two seed. Who was the number two overall that year? Uh... North Carolina? I think so. Yeah, and then they lost to Nova in the final, I think. So, yeah, maybe North Carolina. They probably won the ACC tournament. They, I don't know. But, yeah, I just I think this is the only year, maybe 2010. I bet 2010 we it didn't matter. But, like, well, no, Kentucky was really good that year, too. So, like, this is the first time we legitimately, it does not matter if we lose, we will still be the number one overall seed. Our seed will not change, whereas – Every other year, I feel like we're at least playing for which one seed we get. Yeah, and we're at least going to win on Thursday, knock on wood. (laughs) Yeah. We'll at least Uh, get one win. I mean, I feel like it's a lock we're in the championship, but. 
Yeah, so that's what I wanted to get to. The bottom of the bracket, Baylor plays the winner. Assuming Baylor advances, they play the winner of Oklahoma-West Virginia. Do we think that West Virginia game kind of has them back to being decent? Or are we going to see – I'd probably rather see Baylor-Oklahoma, honestly. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, West Spa's back. All the way back. I'm all the way in on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, if we're making our predictions, I think they make it to the, uh, the championship. West Spa? Yeah. Well, not the national, but the Big 12 championship. <laughs> I, uh, go I ahead, DT. You right now. I really, I could see him winning this tournament this weekend. Whom? Oklahoma. Aren't wow. they? I like that pick. I think you should put a little future on it. Aren't they the three seed? Uh, yes, they are. If they would have lost Saturday, they would have been the seventh. So that's crazy. not. You guys want to hear the? You guys want to hear the odds? Yes. Yeah. Please. Kansas minus one thirty. Love Baylor that. plus three hundred. West Virginia plus eight fifty. Texas Tech plus six fifty. Oklahoma plus twelve hundred. They're the three seed and they're twelve to one. Yeah, I mean, it feels like yeah, sprinkle a little bit on there. I don't know. I just like I like watching their team. They're pretty inconsistent, but like Doolittle, Manic, and then. Reeves had 40-something on Saturday. So they have scores. They just don't put it all together every night. Yeah, I don't know, man. I keep buying that Texas Tech plus 650. I don't know why I keep falling for them to be good because they're not. But I think they have a good setup. I think they have a good setup with us not having anything to play for, them being desperate. Then, boom, all of a sudden you're in the finals and anything can happen there. So if I had to make a future pick outside of us, just for the value, I'd probably take Texas Tech, but geez, I guess 850 West Virginia. West Virginia always plays well in the Big 12 tournament, I feel they like. They sure do. And I, honestly, I could see like Tech versus Westpaw. And then yeah, me too. Being like a pick em or something. Yeah, Westpaw would probably be favored in that, actually. So, uh, like, yeah. so we're not giving uh, Shaka a chance against the Red Raiders? I no. just, They're I mean. Hot, aren't they? What? Texas was hot for a little bit, weren't they? They just, but they, they just got pumped by uh, yeah. Who did Oklahoma State? Yeah. Was who it coaches them? By the can I ask? Mike Boynton. Okay. All right. Mike I Boynton. thought that's who it was. I just wanted to. Uh, yeah, but to be sorry, Texas go ahead. Fighting to get in, man. I I could see that being a really good game. Yeah. That that first session is really fucking good. Because you have like that bubble game, and then obviously KU's going to play, so we're going to be interested. But are you guys not, like? I don't think I'm going. Uh, I might go Thursday night because um, it's like ten bucks on our uh, pals' tickets for less, and like you could see Baylor, you could see Oklahoma West. Uh, I don't know. Sounds kind of fun. Let's have go ahead. Guys- uh, keep uh, tickets for less tickets on Thursday. <laughs> I'll give him. A, we'll tag AB and give them away to him. Yeah. That'll make sense. I did retweet it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to be honest, I, I think we're overthinking it. I think this is just going to probably be Katie Baylor in the final. I think Mm-mm. we've seen it all year. No, 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 these, no, no. It never these, works that way. These two teams are just – but I think it will. I think the I, I don't think there's ever been this big of a gap between the top two teams and the rest of the field. Like, Baylor's got to figure it out. Like, Baylor is going the wrong way at the wrong time. And if they don't play well in this tournament, then 
how can you even see Baylor making a run in the turn in the NCAA tournament? So I think Baylor's going to figure it out. I think their defense is good enough to get them to the finals, and then I think we get KU Baylor round three, which would be very fun. You should text Scott Drew and say, "Hey, man, you guys need to figure it out." <laughs> I love texting Scott. Is there any way they can be a two seed? I doubt it. I just there's I not just enough don't see three teams hopping them. You know. Yeah, so, there's just not uh, enough teams that are challenging yeah. for a one. So Gonzaga wins tonight. They're automatic, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then us. And then Dayton, probably, if they win their conference tournament. Yeah, which, by the way, I love a little future action on uh, St. Louis and that. Oh, Jesus. Listen to this. You know this. who coaches St. Louis? I don't know. They're plus 1,000, and they played Dayton twice. You're going to change your mind when you find out. Travis Ford? It's Travis yeah. Ford. Yeah. Travis, mid-major legend Ford. Also, people forget, starred in the movie Sixth Man. Did I, you know that? Not a chance. I, then, yeah, I don't even know what movie that is. Uh, Are I think, you kidding me? I think three people have ever seen that movie. Yeah, Sixth I mean, Man? Like, Sixth Man? Like Where the guy pitch. dies and then plays like he, his well, soul, like helping on the court. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited to watch a spoiled movie now, you asshole. Where oh, the, I'm sorry. Uh, is is spoiling a movie giving the plot now? That's literally the plot of the freaking movie. He dies. Ever, in the fir- dead. He dies in the first scene. It's not oh, a spoiler. I, well, you the know movie, what I'm looking forward to. What? Uh, the basketball movie with uh, Ben Affleck coming out soon. I'll probably see that 46 times. I mean, I saw that it's based about him almost going to KU or something. But oh, really? Well, I'll bump that up to 56 times. Six, <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought you were saying that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I Sixth honestly is saw that. Wayans brothers. Hmm? Sixth Man is with one of the Wayans brothers. Yeah, I mean, you guys should both potentially be put in prison. For never seeing Six Man. Twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> can you look up Fever Pitch for me really quick? See if I can win this one. You're obsessed. I love well, how I love how Ryan said the movie someone died. Well, that is literally the plot. Sixth Man is in he's dead and his soul is helping the team. Travis Ford plays shooting guard. Oh God. Maybe that's why it's got a twenty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 65 for the old fevers. Three times better. Get off me. 62 20? out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. Suck me. And six Suck. minutes, 5.8. I mean, 23% for six man is absolutely appalling and wildly disrespectful. But whatever. Let's move on. I've got Thank KU Luke. Baylor in the final. AB, do you have KU Westfall or Tech Westfall? Um, fuck. I can't believe you guys are guaranteeing Tech to beat Texas. Then yeah, take- I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Texas versus Baylor. Um, and Baylor's gonna win it. I completely just changed everything I just said. Wow. I go Baylor over Texas. I think KU's minus ten thousand to make the championship. Jeez, dude. For real? That's- no. No, I mean that's, that's- in my mind. <laughs> I'll say I don't even know the bracket. Wait, wait, what? KU's definitely gonna be in it. Oh man, 
Who are the? Who could we potentially play? I haven't even seen them. Just take OU. You've been hyping OU yeah. the whole time. Boomer. All right, you got KUOU. I love how you said. Who are we gonna even play? There's like four options. Well, dork. I haven't seen the bracket. <laughs> um. Hey, I want to tell you guys about this nightmare that I had. Oh boy. Drinking. So, it's an all-time nightmare. So I had this dream that all of a sudden. I'm going to tell you right now, this the, is so cheesy. The United States of America got hit with a virus that ruined March Madness, and it was the worst week of my life. That's that's my nightmare, guys. That that I dreamed that. I mean, yeah, we live for March. Like, us three were disgusting last year, first off. <laughs> like, no, like, yeah. just seriously disgusting human beings. AB is... Uh, Mr. Bracketology, like, loves the mid-majors, loves every second of it. Watch a shining moment for seven months before uh, we sit there and gamble. Like, even fucking watching playing games between 16 seeds, like, it all just gets us hype. And I know. everything's getting worse each day. Conferences are canceling their tournaments. Talking about not having fans at the first four. Not having fans at potentially the big 12 i don't know if that's gonna happen but i don't I feel know like i mean if that happens that'll have to be decided tonight right yeah i'm, I'm gonna look and see if anything's I out i thought they said they're we're good to go in the big 12 oh really yeah they said just make sure you're following like the like the covid 19 hygiene 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 rules just, um just make sure you don't get coronavirus yeah essentially you guys are not going to believe who just wrote an article, but it, you, Dan Wolken, this, this guy, guy this guy stinks. I pee you. And when you tweeted that picture of him, he looked a zillion times different than what I could have ever imagined. Dan Wolken is the, listen to this headline column. It's Dan time Wolken. for NCAA to make the right call, a tough call, and cancel the NCAA tournament. In what world do you cancel it? Just if you're the, the extreme move here is to make the fans right stay at home. You don't cancel the tournament. I mean, he's got to be the only person in the world that wants that or thinks that's the right call. They're playing games as we speak. This guy is an idiot. I think he wants people to like bash on him. Like he like he enjoys it. I just I don't I like what he did last week after KU released their, like, uh, response to the allegations and stuff. Like, that dude is insufferable. And I'm not shocked at all that this is his opinion. Like, I I will never understand why someone thinks, okay, instead of just, you know, will I be mad if fans can't watch? Yeah, I will be, and it'll ruin everything. But to think that we should just 100% cancel the whole tournament is, I don't get that. Maybe I'm missing something, and maybe I should read his shitty article, but... No. Don't give Crazy. him the clicks. I can't believe he's the first one to really go public and say that. What a clown. Can you imagine actually saying they should cancel it? The biggest tournament ever? Yeah, it's outrageous, dude. This sucks. But, yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, <laughs> I tweeted it felt like a nightmare I would actually have, and it's, like, literally happening. So, um, It's going to be dope when we're watching the Elite Eight and – we get to the final four and we have lights and we can't even go to the games. That was the next thing I was going to say. Me and B-Turn bought flights, 
felt like kings because we were going there round trip for $200. Then we found a place to stay for free. Like, we're literally about to go to the Final Four for, like, no money. And now it's probably going to get, like, probably going to be no fans. Which, I don't know. I'm still not ready to think that's going to happen. Like, that is a huge decision to make. And What if stuff kind of clears up before the Final Four? Like, that's still, that's in April. I know. I just, ugh. I don't know. I don't want to give too many opinions. I feel like coronavirus is like getting political now, which of course it is, but like I don't even really understand like how it is political. Like, but it everything is. So I don't want to like piss people off that are listening because we know nothing and we're extremely uninformed and we really only care about this from one aspect and that's wanting to watch March Madness and have March Madness be exactly how it always is. I know for some reason I was like not even getting that excited about the tournament today, which is really weird. I you mean, take that back. But like, I don't know. I'm just starting to get scared is what it is. I wouldn't worry about it. Boys, it's North Carolina stuff. is shit pumping Virginia Tech. What is it? They're up 20. Hey, guys, can we take a take a minute in the pod? Put your phones down if you're on a Just start clapping. Why? Dude, I haven't won that bet yet. There's still seven minutes left, you asshole. If I would have done that to you, you would have lost your mind. Whoa. They're pumping, and you have done it to me before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care about that shit because jinxing just, doesn't exist. It would suck when we pick Houston and we just think a ton of our fans are going to be out there, and then we have to play in front of no one. So let's let's just I, I we might as well just talk about that scenario. How weird is that? It's like open gym. You're just ugh. okay. Okay, but I've been thinking of spin zones all day. And hear me out. Do you guys ever think during these tournament games, with as many times as KU has lost a heartbreaker or choked or been upset or all this stuff, I feel like our fan base almost makes our team play. <laughs> more tight sometimes if Our fans just get listen tight. just listen like when we go down say we get down in an eight nine game this year we're down 20 to nine you're gonna feel that you can feel the ku oh, yeah. like negative energy in that building every missed shot is a groan every missed like defensive where we give up a bucket you hear like the the groans and the stress and then i feel like it almost goes on to the players so Keep in mind, folks, this is just a spin zone because I have to try and find something positive. So maybe you take that all out of it, and maybe our guy, maybe you just say, all right, the best 64 teams are playing. KU's the best team, and we're going to win because you have no other like things involved with the process. You have no fans. You have nothing else to worry about. You just go out and play basketball. Can you imagine our walk-ons like doing chants and shit? <laughs> Christine <laughs> doing the defense uh, cheer or something. It would be incredible to be able to like hear everything. How would they? They wouldn't be able to televise it to the point where you could like hear that stuff. And I'm sure they would still. I don't know. They'd probably just have. They'd still have announcers. I'm sure, but I don't know, dude. It would be wild. Does anybody else have a spin zone to where that could be positive? Uh, there'd be no away fans cheering against you. Yeah. Even if it's thirty percent, I mean that's still something. I don't I know. know. Like I, that's don't know. The... I just don't think it. I don't know if it matters. It, honestly, do you think it could help us? I know they always say like shooting in domes and like arenas and stuff. 
you think it's weird to like look in and see 5,000 empty seats like right behind the backboard would that affect like other teams shooting in our defense like I don't know like I'm trying to think of anything where it could change the outcome yeah a little bit like teams shoot better it's like you're sitting there like taking warm-up shots no one watching you dude it would be wild to play in a dome with no fans in it like that would be weird do you think they'd still have it there I was just about to ask that. Like, why would they? Why don't they just have yeah. an open field house down the road and just, like, <laughs> have, like have all four regionals in the same place? Uh, this the, is higher, the higher seed, the better seed just gets to play at home. We get to play at Allen. Then they just <laughs> take out the no fans rule and we can. <laughs> yeah. I love, uh, this is the best spin zone ever. We've spun this <laughs> <laughs> We've spun this from no fans to a home game at Allen Fieldhouse for Hawks to win the national title. That is some Hall of Fame-worthy spin zoning. Good job, boys. That's the whole reason I wanted to do that segment, because I knew our dumbass brains would eventually get to something like that. So if we make the Final Four, we just get to host it, because we're going to be the highest seed always. I think that's how they should do it. I can't lie. I have breaking news. Uh, yes? I will bet anything it's nothing great. Well, one... Uh, Northern Kentucky's pumping. I know. <laughs> Two. I think. Uh, I think we're white jerseys the rest of the way. Yeah, we are. Is that official? Uh, it's obviously I mean, not official, but it's official. We have to be, right? Yeah. yeah also, I, I, have, I have one spinoff of that. Are is Adidas coming out with new like March unis? Dude, like, I think they now. they would have by now. So kind of. I mean, Brandon Robinson can't miss. UNC is going bonkers. They're going to win the ACC tournament. This is nuts. Sorry, this is horrible listening, but I can't believe how much this guy keeps making threes. But, yeah, no, uh, I think they would have come out with them by now unless they're not doing them for conference tournaments and only NCAA tournaments. But Throwback unis the rest of the year. Dude, if we can cancel conference tournaments, we can cancel our current uniforms and wear our freaking throwbacks. Like, what is stopping us? I don't understand. <laughs> We're just going to start breaking the rules. Literally. Do whatever can, you want. Each team can bring back one former player. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love that. Who would we bring back? back? Uh, we got Joel and uh, Doke in the same back court or front court. <laughs> back court. They're bringing the ball up. Uh, but, okay, all jokes aside, I feel like I don't know if we've done this on the pod, but I love doing stuff like that. If you could pick any, let's just say Bill Self player. <laughs> to add to this team who are you picking god like what position would you even think i think you're looking at a, a guy that can play the four and also shoot a b this is a podcast you have to use your words i did got spoken over Devonte for his first three years when he played off ball put him in for ouch trust his defense I just spray or even I, leave out and put him in for moss I immediately thought Dieter. So did and I. Devon together. Oh my god. Just yeah, adds but, another shooter, adds another ball handler. But like then I thought, okay, yeah. So if I take Devon or De- if you take Oates out of the uh, starting lineup, like who's rebounding for us besides Doke? Mm, we don't need anyone. No, no. Take Moss out of the starting lineup. Oh, okay. Well, then I still feel like we're back to where we were, which is having one good shooter. But a three-point contest participant. 
<laughs> what about Marcus Morris? I don't you see that's kind of what I was thinking is someone like that, like a Marcus Morris or I mean it's tough not to take the best Jayhawk in the league. I've got one, Josh Jackson. Yeah, I even though he doesn't solve the issue of shooting, but yeah, like guys like that. I mean Devontae, yeah, I mean Devontae it's hard to say no to Devontae. He gives us shooting, he gives us an elite point guard, but like I don't know. I've just kind of thought I've always thought the four, like that fourth that position is where we've lacked, so I don't know. That's where my mind went. But Marcus Morris could be good because he Marcus Morris can shoot it, and he'd shoot even more in today's game, like in college. But what about uh, Graves? <laughs> Gravy. Can you imagine uh, Devon and Frank together? They're like the same player. Yeah, I. You a bucket? That's why Devonte would be perfect. Frank, uh, Devon, and Marcus just going to get layups. Yeah, speed came to mind. I can't even lie. I don't hate it. He can get boards. Shout yeah. Marvin Bagley. Spee. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to not take a guy that was a first-team All-American. So, Devontae's a good answer. But I'm saying I'll take Embiid and have Doak off the bench. <laughs> Embiid can shoot, though, so that'd be pretty crazy. And they would get every single rebound. It, I don't know how that would work, but it – I almost just would pick that just for the pure entertainment factor. Like, that would be bananas. I mean, they would both average, like, seven blocks. <laughs> and they uh, would average 15 boards. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Actually, I have one more question about the Big 12 tournament. Well, I have two more questions. One, do you think Bill will rest, guys? And two... What do you want to see outside of winning three games? Is there like a player? Is there something you really want to see out of this team before uh, the tournament starts? Well, I feel like when, like when Bill actually says something, like he actually like he's never said before that he's going to rest people. I feel like like usually he'd be like, "No, we're trying to win every game," blah blah blah. But he's, I mean, I feel like he's serious. Like, he's actually going to rest people. But at what point do you rest him? Like, what if every game's close? You're not just going to. Yeah, I, I know. I don't. They're close. AB, I feel like me and you feel similar on this. So I'll let you go. But how do you feel about that? I just, I don't think he's going to completely say guys. But he did mention, like, if we can get him down from 37 minutes to, like, 25 or 30. I think yeah. that's kind of the route we're going to go. Because just sitting them, then the guys are going to be like two weeks without playing a game before the first tournament game. And it's like, do we really want two weeks off like between playing an actual game, going into a single elimination tournament? Like That doesn't make much sense to me. But. Yeah, I think sitting them would be aggressive. I'm totally just, yeah, I want it to be 20, 25 minutes. But yeah, I mean, B-Turn said it. Bill Self is too competitive. Our guys are too competitive. I would want them to be too competitive, to be in a Baylor championship game and be like, nah, sit me. I don't want to play. Like, that's why it's crazy. He's actually even saying it to the media and stuff. I feel like I've never heard him say that ever. I know, but he's evolved, dude. Like, I Bill Self, I feel like used to be a guy very stuck in his ways, and he still kind of is. But I also feel like over the last five years, he's definitely embraced kind of changing things up. Like, I mean, that 2018 team. Would have never happened. Like him being willing to just let guys chuck threes all year was something I never thought I'd see with the Bill Self team. So maybe we will see him start to rest guys. But as of two weeks ago, he was playing Dotson and Doke 
while we were up like 30 on Oklahoma State at home <laughs> with like seven minutes left. So I just I refuse to believe he's going to do that. Like when when was the last time we've came into a Big 12 tournament where we didn't even have to win a game? I know it is weird. It's different. We could. Like Lenardi said, we don't even have to get, we don't even have to show up to the game, and we're the number one overall. Yeah. So we really have. I mean, almost feels like you have everything to lose, but you're obviously going to play your guys. Because you got to at least. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I really don't think it's going to be that big of a storyline. I think the main one is probably dope. I don't know. Maybe Dotson's had the tougher, but Doak's just a bigger dude, so I feel like I worry about him more. But I got a separate one for you. I want Marcus to sit on Thursday. That's what I was about to say. That's true. His say, foot, I... say we're up 20 on Thursday, and you just put in, like, CB for him for the rest of the game or at least, like, bench him for a little longer than usual. Well, yeah, and that's exactly what I was getting to when I said, like, what do you guys want to see this week? Like, my thing was I do want to see Marcus's minutes and, like, guys like Dot's minutes go down and Dokes because I want Dave to get have a big Big 12 tournament, which I feel like we always have a guy. We had Perry his freshman year. We had Malik break out. We've had other guys break Silvio. out in the Big 12 tournament. Silvio, yeah. yeah. So it's like we're going to have that guy. I don't know. I guess I want it – I don't care who it is, but I want it to be either Dave or CB or – I mean, I doubt it's going to be Silvio. I feel like he's just a little too behind. But, like, Dave, CB, or even Isaiah Moss getting hot, like, I don't know. I just want it to be – I want it to be one of those guys, and I feel like for that to happen, guys might have to sit. Yeah, I feel like this this point last year is when we – I wouldn't say we were confident but we started to get our hopes up a little on the team because of dave i feel like he had a pretty solid big 12 tournament and like mm-hmm. quentin had a huge game too in the tournament so we were all like oh maybe grimes is grimes now and we can actually go on a little run we got in the midwest yeah, yeah just these freshmen getting that feeling of postseason play like hit a couple big shots and you never know like what if cb starts hit hits like four threes in a game or isaiah I think Isaiah is the biggest X factor for me. I think if he's a guy that can shoot 40% from deep in March. We ain't losing. It's crazy. He's 35% and that's definitely our best shooter. I know. I've got one that I want to see. I would say continue improving. We talked a lot of shit on him, but Ochai, he made some shots against Tech. Like some big ones. He made a three at the end of the shot clock. He had a big layup. Like, I mean, yeah, put back dunk was shit, sick. I don't think he's yeah, I don't think he's ever gonna be a top two or three option for us, but if he could get back to twelve or thirteen a game and just be more efficient and be active, he was active on Saturday too. You know, yeah. a lot of rebounds, he was jumping, he was being athletic, which if he's doing that, I don't care how much he scores, because that stuff's just gonna come. But yeah. like if he can just hit a couple shots, hell why not? I mean we expected it at the beginning of the year. Yeah, if you That's... do the small if you do those small little things, the offense will come. Like the game will come to you, mm-hmm. and it's not. I mean, it's not hard to play play hard, and he's as athletic as anyone on the court. Yeah, so, I, you know, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, get, I said, I said CB or Dave or even Isaiah, but yeah, Oates could definitely have a breakout tournament. So it is exciting. Like we've dominated the way we have, and we still have so many guys. And we've said it. Like I, I think we've all said it. Like it still doesn't feel like this team is like peaked, which I think is good. 
we still have guys that can be much better than they are offensively. At least I don't think we can, I think we've probably peaked defensively maybe, but offensively we have guys that are still going to get better. So God, can you, can you imagine if Oach is averaging like 12, 13 points a game in March and he's shooting like close to 40% from outside. Yeah. I, I just I think I've realized it doesn't need to be Oach. It just needs yeah. to be somebody between him, CB, and Moss. So, I don't know. I, I think one of those guys is going to have a huge march. And if we are going to make a Final Four run, like I feel like they have to. So, it will be fun to like look back on the guy that goes down as like – there's always that guy in the tournament run, like Elijah in 2012, Malik, um, that's even like Sasha Khan and Oh, he was a senior, but in like 08, he had the huge Elite Eight game. Like, there's always those guys that just step up when you need them to. So I'm excited to see which one of our guys it'll be this year because they always end up being like a little mini legend. Yeah, and there was there was a thread on Jayhawk Slane about who our third option is on offense. It's like I feel like that doesn't really matter with us. Like, it's just if so many. I feel like there's so many guys that are like close to the same level, like CB and Isaiah and Oach, like offensively that. Just one of them will step up one night, or Marcus will have randomly like a 16-point game. I don't know. We yeah. just we've won without shooting threes all year. I, we hit seven threes combined in those Baylor Texas Tech games. Yeah, it's crazy. And a way to win on the road. To win like that in 2020 is the thing that's crazy. Like, if this was 2002, that wouldn't be surprising. But the fact that we're doing it in this year with the way basketball is, it's nuts. But I think we've said it. Bill loves that shit, and Bill wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I don't. I feel like I've said all year that Oates should be a better rebounder, and that was definitely as active as he's been. He looked really good. I mean, he didn't shoot the ball that great, but he hit big shots. I think we talk about how we always are we're waiting on him to hit that big shot, and that yeah. one off-balanced one he hit at Tech was huge. He... When the crowd at Allen Fieldhouse is ready to explode and Oach has an open three, it never goes in. So over maybe, his career. Maybe he's a silent assassin. Maybe he likes on the road. Maybe he likes no fans. Maybe he will thrive with no fans in the building. Full circle there's your spin zone. Oach I will play better <laughs> if the tournament goes no fans. Yep. Um all right, I want to wrap up with a little college hoops, uh just bracketology, looking at the latest. Looks like our two seed is currently Creighton, which is kind of scary, but their guard, their, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, but he Mitch got Ballack. hurt. Zagorowski so, or whatever, he's hurt, so who knows, might not even make it far with him hurt. But our 8-9 is the Houston Quentin Grimes versus USC. How do we feel? Houston kind of scares me. Kelvin Sampson just scares me. He's a good yeah. coach. They always have athletes, too. AB, you're shaking your head. What do you think? I just, I think we're spending way too much time worrying about eight and nine seeds. It's just not going to matter. I know okay. that sounds arrogant. I know that sounds crazy that I think uh, that we're immune to losing that early. But I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening. All right. I can't yeah. wait till we lose an eight and Ryan screen records this. Oh, my God. Uh, and he'll be so happy. He's going to be rooting for us to lose early instead of like winning national championships. So if that, that happens, up. I will just delete the pod off Apple Podcasts and never talk to you guys again. You don't mean that. I really don't think you mean that. <laughs> okay. We but cannot since... lose first weekend. We're going to be depressed. 
Oh my god. First Even weekend with no fans in the building. Oh PU. <laughs> um okay, but okay, so let's the, the two the four two seeds right now, Creighton, Florida State, Kentucky, San Diego State. Gun to your head, you got to pick one right now. B turn, you go first. Who are you picking? Can you please say those again and slow down? Creighton, <laughs> Florida State, San Diego State, Kentucky. And I'm going to be honest, I think there's a 0% chance San Diego State's our two seed. So I'm going to put it between Creighton, Florida State, and Kentucky. Who are you picking as our two seed? I like that because I feel like most of us would have picked San Diego State. Yeah, I know. And that's just not going to happen. I'd go. With Zagorowski out, I'll go Creighton. Florida State scares me, and I never want to play Kentucky. I know, especially if we're if we're in Indy and we somehow got Kentucky, but I don't know. AB. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say the same. I think halfway through Braden's explanation, I forgot Seton Hall wasn't one of those teams, and he they were going to be my uh, my selection, but no, they're they're banged up. We said before, I don't know how well like we match up with Florida State. I feel like they can offset some of our advantages. And, They're um, big, and that Forrest dude's a good defender. Like, he would be tough for Dot, and then they have a seven-footer that's massive that would go up against Doke. So, yeah, they feel you know like what? a bad match. I just changed my mind. What? I think I, w- I want to play Kentucky. I'm sick. I know it's Kentucky, but they don't rank well on any Ken Palm or Torvik or anything. They're just – they don't really yeah. stick out as super impressive to me. Like, I know it's that's Kentucky – Oh, and we always – I know we've said this before. I feel like in Elite Eight games, we play better against, the, like, really, really good teams. Like, we I beat know. Duke. We beat North Carolina. I know Davidson one year. But we've lost to VCU and Oregon and those other, like, random teams. Just give me a blue blood or blue blood. We'll go and amped up. We hate Kentucky. Just let it out. <sighs> I yeah. agree. I'm, I'm so we should definitely against- play. Uh, we should definitely play Villanova in the Elite Eight. Well, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. The Big East is – like, Creighton's the – two right now but whoever wins the biggies tournament is going to get that two seed so it's going to be between creighton villanova and seton hall and like i think i'd be fine playing seton hall and honestly villanova doesn't scare me a ton but they just scare me simply for the fact of yeah they have dominated us so i'd be fine never hearing their name again or seeing them in the tournament or <laughs> jay wright getting coronavirus or <laughs> yikes I'm just kidding. Uh, Actually, I, I mean, but part of me, obviously, I wants to beat him, too. I heard yeah, we beat him. Right, right. Put that narrative to rest. Yeah, that would be nice. I have one uh, more hypothetical that Ryan forgot about. Oh, I remembered. Are we going to talk about it? Yeah, you go ahead and bring it up. It has okay. nothing to do with college basketball, so I wanted to make it sure it was the last one. Yeah, so I was scrolling through Instagram today, and I saw a Would You Rather, and it was a very basic question. Would you rather be an NFL superstar or a Major League Baseball superstar? I feel very passionately about this, uh, but I'll go last. I want to hear what you guys think about this. We ha- we don't know what each other's opinions are on this, so this is going to be like a real raw reaction to everything. Um, I, would not, yeah, you go. I would not like getting uh, concussions every week and being an idiot. And having no brain cells when I'm older and my career lasting longer and going to a different city every night and bang on, banging on trash cans. Wait, what? What is your answer? Baseball. Okay. 
I, you lost me during your. But yeah, AB. To be honest, I think it's a no-brainer. Like I think it's baseball. They get paid better. You. False. I've always said this. False. I've always said this. I think the best sport to go pro in is golf, but I think the second best to go pro in is baseball, and I think the best position to be is a middle reliever pitcher. You get to hang out in the bullpen. Sure, you, but that's not a you're, star. There's no star middle relievers. Who cares? <laughs> Do you want to be a star? You're, you cannot be a star that's and make question. more than the best quarterback in the NFL. But that's the question. Oh, is to be Mike Trout right now. Yeah, it's a super. Would you want to be a superstar in the NFL or MLB? But I almost think I go Mike Trout because that dude can walk around and nobody knows who he is. He lives a normal life while also being maybe the greatest baseball player to ever live. That's so rare. Yeah, but he chooses like. Do you think like Bryce Harper certainly walks around and he's known? Yeah, I did research. Okay, so I'm I'm on the opposite side of the fence to you guys. So I know. If we're talking about, like, you want to be an average NFL player, an average MLB player, I think baseball wins. But if you're a superstar, the NFL does – the NFL's main job is to keep care of their superstars. So, like, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, they're, they're not going to get banged up too often. Antonio like, Brown. All the rules. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> that's different banged up <laughs> levels. But, like, you get what I mean. Like, if you're a superstar, you're going to get protected. You only have to play a maximum, including preseason, 24 games a year. Your schedule is, like, mid-July to second day of February, right? Baseball, you show up mid-February. You're going all the way to October if you're good. So, I, like, and it's it, and I get, like, you're still working out. Like, Pat, it, Pat's not just taking six months off before next season. Like, he's going to work out every day. He's going to train. He can do all this. But he still has the freedom to decide to, hey – I've got family in Texas, or I want to go sit courtside at the Lakers game because he can go work out in L.A. Baseball, you're in the same city three nights a week. You go somewhere else. You play 162 games in 180 days. Fuck that. That's why I, yeah, I mean, I guess star is different. But to me, it's like baseball, you could be a relief pitcher and it'd be great. But yeah, star is tough. I mean, if you and, have to play every single the game. money, too. It's the money. So Pat may, Pat's going to make $40 million a year. Okay. And you look up like Bryce Harper, he signed for 13 years, 330 million. So that's like 26 million a year, something like that. Mm -hmm. Pat's going to make 15 million more per year. Plus, football players are just like, their faces are more recognized. Like, he's going to make more than like off the field with shoe deals or state farm deals. Bryce Harper's ever going to make. Isn't Pat's deal going to be like five years and Bryce Harper's is like 10? Right. But. Pat's not going to stop making money when he turns 30 years old. Well, I'm just saying sometimes He's got that does happen. $150 million. That, that definitely happens in the NFL where you get one massive contract and then just the football just wears down. Now, I know quarterback's different, but yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I've always been team baseball over football, like kind of like a uh, B-turn said, like just football, man, that just looks painful. But I guess if you're a quarterback and you're a star, yeah, I mean, I would agree. Being Patrick Mahomes right now is probably the coolest thing in the world. Like, it's hard to be in a better spot than he is right now. Yeah, I, I feel like there's just so much pressure on the NFL superstars, too. Like, baseball, you go fucking 0 for 3 on the night and then hit a bomb in the ninth or just get a hit, and it kind of looks good. Like, you fail over and over, and I don't know, like, Trout, Trout's life is amazing right now. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Like Mike Trout lives it. Because, yeah, getting recognized and being known is cool, but I bet it gets really old. And Mike Trout does not get recognized. 
recognized probably more than like five which is crazy today i think i think nba yeah. is the answer though if you got to choose between anyone yeah yeah i mean i'm just a basketball guy so i probably Absolutely. agree but well, i mean golf is the golf is the answer yeah, maybe i mean if you're like tiger you I mean, choose yeah, your can, schedule like you you true. i don't know i just think in you're like your own yeah. guy you do your own thing you don't got to worry about other people you just freaking you play golf like as a guy that golfs all the time that is my there's no better life i could live than being a professional golfer and then basketball i feel like they're obviously just the most recognizable mm-hmm. it's like with football you watch and they got obviously have helmets on and Baseball, no one really watches. And then, I mean, pretty much anyone in the world would know LeBron if they saw him. Oh, yeah. I mean, people that literally don't even care about basketball know LeBron. Like, so. Uh, He probably can't go many places. No. That would suck. Like MJ, too. Like, everyone knows what MJ looks like. Yeah. But I feel like Tom Brady's probably reached that point. He's probably pretty close. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City is for sure reached that point, probably getting there nationally. So I don't know. Pat stinks. Hey, you. Let's trade him for picks. Don't pay him. Him and Chris get like four first rounders. <laughs> yeah, it's I I love those arguments though, but I uh I think the money and the money and the fact that baseball is just like I feel like easier on your body is like the way to go but i don't know um i want to see old red-faced bill self get interviewed during an ncaa tournament game yes we forgot to talk about that we'll wrap up with that because like i mean we've seen him be super pissed coming like halftime interviews whatever but at least he has some time to like I don't. I guess probably he will have time to relax, but like during the game, like as it's going, and like say a team goes on an 8-0 run, or we're not guarding, he's he's gonna be so mad, dude. And I think it's kind of overkill. So for those that don't know, and you're listening, the NCAA announced today that they're gonna be doing interviews at the under 12 and the under eight of the second half of the NCAA tournament with coaches. Like that's crazy because that's gonna be some of the more stressful moments of the game. Um. And I think back-to-back is kind of overkill. Like, what are we really going to get out of these interviews? Like, it could be entertaining, but what are they going to say? Bill, they just went on an 8-0 run. What do you got to do? He's going to say guard somebody, and we're going to move on. Like, but it will be great if we can just get one coach to, like, lose his mind about a bad call or a crazy play or something. So I love they're adding that. I think we need more in-game, like, mic'd up type stuff. So that'll be awesome. If we don't have any fans, at least we'll get that. Can Is you, it confirmed that it's head coaches? That's the thing. The tweet did not say head coach, and we all know Coach K loves to do the whole yeah, his assistant um, coach over. Right, and John Shire over. Yeah, so that would be kind of – I would be can very you imagine, disappointed. Uh, can you imagine Bruce Pearl? Uh, just dripping his face off. Just screaming at the inter- – he's going to be wild on those interviews. Yeah, he'd be good. Calipari would honestly be pre- pretty at- entertaining, like especially if Kentucky's losing, just going off about how, how young his team is and how stupid they're playing and 
how they got a bet. He'll be like, we got a bet. I can't believe this is our region. Like, you know, Calipari loves the bitch about the draw they get in the NCAA tournament. So we'll probably talk about that uh, in game. You know who really needs to make the NCAA tournament so we see them? Dan Hurley. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. He is a I psychopath. Guess. Both Hurleys could be in it. Yeah. Arizona, so, are they in? Arizona State? I thought I saw them as a nine the other night. Are they? I thought they I think strong. they're kind of floating on the bubble, depending where you look. Hmm. Yeah, I thought the Pac I mean the Pac twelve champion UCLA might not even freaking get in. No, they, no, they, no, they lost. Oh Our yeah, they lost the fashion. USC. Oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah. But it was going to be hilarious if they won the Pac-12 and then didn't make the NCAA tournament, which was very possible. They kept showing Pac-12 standings. They have, like, seven teams all with, like, the same record. Do you guys have anything else? Probably nope. not. Nope, I'm not even going to let you. Alan nope. always tells me to stop asking if you guys have anything else. I'm not going to let you. That's it. Uh, go to Kansas City. Go see the Hawks play in the Big 12 tournament. Risk getting the coronavirus. And uh, buy flights to Atlanta now because they're cheap as you'll ever get them. So... That's all we got. Hey, hey, been around the world and back. Yeah, I did that. Still kick raps that cause impacts. So where my kids at? These motherfuckers hating, sounding funnier than Sinbad. I'm ill as the pills that they give you when you collapse. This, that, the other. Kiss your mother with that mouth. We the assholes that she warned you about. We just storming the house. Open doors to a cloud. Got an assortment of style. Just be sure to this well. 6.30 in the morning and there still ain't signs of slowing down. Twin sisters getting wasted so they both are down. It's going down. Thought I told you, man. If you trying to party, let me see you raise your There's hand. There's a party on Fifth Ave. Party on Fifth Ave. If you trying to go. If you trying to go. I can be there in like 20. I'm a honking and come running because we got to hit the road. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.